Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast. This is Christy. And this is Serena. And we're sharing how we've learned to see the gifts in the mess and the joys of life, because that's the whole point. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about boundaries. What the heck are boundaries? And the reason we are on this topic today is because I experienced something over the weekend where I had to assess my boundaries to a situation that I have. And the information that Serena and I kind of, the juice that we got from discussing it between the two of us, we felt was really good information about what are boundaries? What do they look like? Why do we need to have them? And how do we set them up? Because sometimes, even until I talked to Serena, I didn't realize all of my options as far as the boundaries I could set for myself in any given situation. So what the heck are boundaries, Serena? Yeah, and I want a big like uh, qualifier. Like we're figuring this out. Totally. And not experts. I'm, I know. I, I know a lot because I've had to, this has been a really big healing thing in my life of going from enabling to having healthy boundaries and saying no and being in burnout and all that fun stuff um and you know the way i grew up and everything so it will be ideas and advice (laughs) but not like some hard and fast rules and this is what you know we were talking about there really aren't hard and fast rules there aren't black and white rules so what the heck are boundaries boundaries are areas where you make decisions that you are taking responsibility for yourself. So I, the biggest way I understand it is every human is assigned to responsibility for themselves. And anytime you are taking someone else's responsibility, you have crossed a boundary. So we can do that for our kids, right? So they left their homework at, at home and you run it to them at school over and over and over. And so you start to get mad. I wish they just remember and I'm losing time at work. I'm late to work. So you're having consequences in your life. I'm late to work. And your kid is not having the consequence for their behavior. They get their homework in. It's just a little example. And so the healing thing to do, the way to set a boundary is say, sorry, you don't have your homework. I'm going to fail. Well, that's a consequence for your behavior. But the reason we don't is because it feels awful to be like, oh, my kid failed. And so we want to take the we want to take their consequence. We want to help them look good. And a lot of times, because we want to look good, we don't want to have that kid that uh, failed or that kid that didn't take their mittens to school. And so they have to sit inside during recess. All those things. These are little examples. And our relationships at home with our kids and our spouse that's what brings it up the most and with family members it's anywhere you're feeling um angry upset bitter hurt not listened to where you're giving away your power and but you don't understand like most of the time you don't understand that you're just mad and so it takes a minute to sit with this and saying okay where am I giving something that I'm not comfortable giving? Where am I giving too much? Where am I taking someone's responsibility? Where am I out of balance? And so it's also about valuing ourselves more. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in here because something you said sparked kind of a, I don't know, an idea in me. But you said 
And he, so let me just distill this down. You said something to the effect of, um, we want it to look good. And that to me sounds like, okay, so when you're not setting a boundary, it's because you want whatever's happening to look good to somebody outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you set a boundary, that's when it feels good to you. So it might not look good to yes. somebody else, but it feels powerful and right to you. And that may be for yeah. me the nuance between the, am I doing, am I not setting a boundary or maintaining a boundary because I want it to look good to somebody else or my, me to look good to somebody yes. else or my reaction versus if I held my boundary, would it feel good to me? And right, which is more important to you, really? It's a really big deal. And I've said before, you know, do you want to be good or look good? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want the inside of you to be good or do you want to look good? Because here's the deal and why there are no rules and why we get so freaked out about boundaries is because when you make one, it may cause a mess. Yes. Boundaries cause a mess. And what do we want to do as moms and women? We want to make everything cleaned up mm-hmm. <laughs> and make everything better. We want to put, you know, we want to kiss the owies. You know, that's what we want to do. And when you make boundaries like the alcoholic uh, husband and the woman always cleaned up his messes when he got home and washed the sheets and, you know, or bailed him out of jail and you stop. So what do you have? You have a woman who has to admit to the world he's in jail I didn't bail him out in the middle of the night. Now everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And that's a very scary thing. But then she is right on the inside. Instead of living in this codependent relationship where she's, he's just going along making messes. And she's spending her whole time, energy, effort. She has no dreams. She has no healthy relationship. She has no life. It's revolving around this man who she's constantly taking responsibility for. So he's not healing either. Mm-hmm. So they're both a mess. And that's a dramatic example. But when we don't pick up the messes and we let the chips fall where they may because we're letting the other person take responsibility, it can get messy and embarrassing and people can look from the outside looking in. It may not look good. And we can be doing the exact right thing that our family needs. Right. Well, because ultimately we can't take responsibility for anybody else. That's not, you could pretend you are, you could think you were, but you don't actually have the ability. The right thing is the thing that puts you in your power, the thing that allows you to be responsible for you and not all the other people. And the thing that puts you in your power, but also in your worth, valuing yourself. Anytime we're devaluing ourselves in a way that is anytime that we're doing things that cause us long-term harm, where we're feeling humiliated, where we are not saying the thing that we need to say, when we are allowing people to treat us in a way that we're not comfortable with, when we are allowing other people to control us, all of those things that aren't uh, healthy and they, and they make us feel bad in a situation you're not comfortable and you feel like you're obligated to be there mm-hmm. like uh cloud townsend wrote the book boundaries and they give the example they have a woman um who's like i just i i have to deal with these people and i and i can't stand them and i have to be around them how do you deal with people who hurt you and you can't stand and they're like you don't deal yeah. with them you don't have to be around them yeah um and but that's what i didn't get I was yeah, like, oh my God, believe, I have a choice. <laughs> we believe we don't have a choice. So it's it's being in your worth. It's knowing you have a choice. It's understanding that we don't have to be in situations 
that are totally uncomfortable to us for no reason, like all the time. Um, of course, we have. So this is the thing: you have to be in situations that aren't comfortable. That's part of life. Right. But if you can rework it, if you can take back your power. But we also don't have to. We never have to be in a situation where we're being abused. Mm-hmm. So there's abuse is almost more black and white. You're getting beat, leave. Like that's clear. Yeah. It's a it's a process, and it takes a lot of support. But it's the gray area of life of having people treat your kid bad or in a way that you don't approve of. Mm-hmm. When is when are you allowed to put a boundary there? When it when do you just allow it? Because we have this thing where we need to be quiet, and so it's so easy for women to let people walk on us to be in situations we're not comfortable with. Our stomach is in knots, guys. That's a clue that you need to set a boundary, yeah. or you're super angry. And you feel like you have no recourse. That's a clue. You're supposed to set a boundary. You're cleaning up somebody else's mess and you're bitter about it. That's a clue. You're supposed to set a boundary. But we want to be sweet, reasonable, And do it the absolute right way, whatever that means. Right. And we want to do it the right way because I think that's that pressure on us too. Mm -hmm. That if we do it the wrong way, we are going to be the controlling crazy woman. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there aren't crazy controlling women. But we, right. when we bring these things on us that a lot of times setting a boundary means you are speaking up and having a voice and doing something that's against the culture and uncomfortable and it's totally right, but it's so hard to know if it's mm-hmm. right or well, if it... And they might need to be tested. It might need to be like, yes. this is how I'm going to try to set the boundary. Yes. Does that feel right? Nope. Okay, well, let's yes. try it a different way then. And it's okay to have be totally emotional during this you know Mm -hmm. for me in my life I was very I would allow people I I didn't say no I allowed people to walk all over me I just wanted to make everybody happy which good luck if you ever do that (laughs) it is impossible if you're trying you can stop right now it won't work and you will get an ulcer but the only person you can make happy is yourself right yeah but for me the first times I did set boundaries and I had to communicate with people I didn't do a good job Because we don't know how to do this. We don't have practice. You might, like I was crying and emotional. And I I looked back later and I'm like, oh man. Like, and so the next time I set a boundary, I was better. And the next time I was better. And now I can do it even better. But sometimes the situation is just emotionally charged and it's okay to set a boundary wrong. To flip out when you should have been calm, I think is great. Because you're still, you're learning. And you still got the point across. Some, you know, if you're crying or if it's emotional, you'll get better. It's also okay to set a boundary, be super emotional, and then feel dumb and backtrack. That's a very common thing people do as they're learning to set boundaries. So the more calm you can be, the better, because people take you seriously. But just it's practice. And it's any time on the inside you're feeling like a total mess and you're trying to make it look good on the outside and you're feeling bitter resentful and life is amazing you're going to get a second chance (laughs) or a third and a fourth and sometimes it's like am I setting a boundary or am I being in an unhealthy like am I in myself being unhealthy in my reactions and I think the difference goes back to what you said are we taking responsibility for ourselves because that's what a boundary is I'm responsible for my own energy my own happiness my own being in this planet so the boundary is for you the boundary is not to make somebody else do something the boundary is for yourself because that's the only thing you have control over right Right. so 
It's not. And if you're trying I'm setting to a boundary get, that you have to do this for yes. me, that's not a boundary. Right. And when you do that, good luck with that. Because well, yeah. we can't control anybody else. But yeah, it can it's a it's a thing that you you learn by practice. Mm-hmm. What am I really trying to do here? Am I trying to get this outcome by controlling the other person? Am I trying to, you know, make my kid look better because they made some bad choices and Mm -hmm. I'm afraid people are going to think I'm a bad mom super common Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's it's understanding that stuff and and the other thing I was going to say is a lot of times when you've been a yes person and you've just been a doormat and you've everyone's walked all over you and you're burnout and you understand this thing about boundaries if it's a spectrum and you've been on the end of no boundaries you may spend some time in like telling everybody off and saying no for a while on the other end of the spectrum and then you'll come to a healthy a normalization point but when you don't have a voice and then you find it it's pretty normal to yell (laughs) right it's like you've got to practice it you're like look how loud i can be and the word no is a wonderful wonderful friend and no without caveat no because just no no there's power in the no and the the listening after the no yes because we don't need to explain sometimes you may feel compelled that it's important but you have to Am I explaining so that the person will accept my no? Or am I explaining because mm-hmm. it's important that they understand? You know what? Is it to get something from them for them to still like you? If the no isn't, you first you just try a no. And then if they have questions about your no, you can answer them. But you don't owe anybody an explanation of why you say no to something. Right. And this is something that takes practice as well. If you're the one that's always making all the cookies for all the organizations, the PTO and the 4-H and all the things, and you're like wearing yourself out, you're physically getting sick and exhausted because you say yes too much, then you need to start saying no. Mm-hmm. And you start with easier things. Or it may be someone in your life who's constantly coming in and doing something you absolutely disagree with, and that's a big no. So you start with the smaller ones and then you practice and then you can deal with that. I So I also believe we need help. We need like a few people on our team yeah. that we can, un, that we can, that can say, who can be like, yeah, you don't have to make all the cookies. I still love you. You know, mm-hmm. where we're doing it to try to get the approval from everybody. If you have a couple people on your team that can support you, that you can call and be like, I just said no to carpooling all the kids for the entire soccer season, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there may be some people who don't like your no. Totally. And they have a right to not like mm-hmm. it. That's their own stuff. And you to be able, so um, they talk about a healthy guilt in setting boundaries when you do set the boundary and then you feel really bad because mm-hmm. you're not performing, you're not doing your usual song and dance where someone calls and they can always count on you. And they are like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you're like, okay, no. And yeah. you still don't try to fix it. There's a healthy guilt there where you might feel bad, but it's really good. Well, and when we do it, we give other pe- per- people permission to do the same in their own lives. Absolutely. And sometimes when you're the person that's always making the cookies or fulfilling the obligation, nobody steps up into their own power because they know you're just going to do it. So you almost are... You know, by saying no, you give somebody else to jump into something that might be something they do want to do, but they've just felt like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, Serena always does that. So we'll just let her keep doing it. She's really good at it. Right. And that's a wonderful way to reframe it is that you're actually allowing other people 
to help and to serve when mm-hmm. you say no. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what the heck are boundaries. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.